Welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast with Stephanie Lee. On this show, we're going to talk about the experiences of high-achieving women and men across industries and lifestyles who are at about the midpoint in their career and are no longer satisfied to let life happen to them. Together, we're going to purposely create the second half of our lives by addressing burnout and overwork, by getting clarity on how we're creating the experiences of our lives, including how we're keeping ourselves stuck, by articulating what it is we want for the second half of our lives and identifying a plan to achieve it. Hello, and welcome to Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. So I wanna share with you today just how much I'm enjoying my book club. I've told you over the last couple of episodes that I started a book club and we are reading uh, Gretchen Rubin's Life in Five Senses. And now this is a virtual book club. There are people in it that I know and have relationships with. There are people in it that are completely new to me. It is just a space for us to talk about this book and hopefully other books in the future and to enjoy them together. And so my intent is that we'll look at sort of personal development books or personal development sort of adjacent books, which is how I would describe this and get a variety of perspectives, impressions. And my intent is that it would be really low stress because none of us need more in terms of another obligation. So this goes towards what I talked about last week, which is really that idea of sort of savoring the summer. This is an experience to savor a book with some like-minded friends. And so that's what we're doing. And the premise of Gretchen's book, which I think I'll probably dedicate an episode to later on, maybe at the end of the month after we've wrapped up our discussions in the book club. But the premise is that Gretchen went to the eye doctor and had one of those sort of aha light bulb experiences where she realized just how fragile her vision was. And when she realized that it came to mind for her, just how little she was seeing and looking at the world around her. So she took this walk home from the doctor's office and she looked around and she saw the textures of the building around her and the leaves on the trees. And she realized that she could use her senses to become more present in the moment of her life. And so this really spoke to me and where I am, both with wanting to savor the summer, as I talked about last week, but then also really wanting to cultivate a present moment awareness and be present in my body and in the environment, because our five senses are a way that we perceive the environment that we're in. You know, as I'm, I'm sitting here recording this podcast with you, I can feel really actually a little bit too warm in the environment that I'm in. I feel a pillow on the back, on my back, on my low back, on the seat. I feel the air around me. I've got bright lights in my face, no smells at the moment. And I'm beginning to hear rain falling outside. Those are all things about my present moment experience I wouldn't notice if I didn't take that time just now to walk through them. And so we're really enjoying sharing this book together. We've read about seeing and hearing so far um, and are just having a great time. So next month, we're going to read Susan Cain's book, Bittersweet. Susan Cain, you might know, she wrote a book called Quiet several years ago about introverts. 
And bittersweet, as I understand it, is about the role of sorrow and longing and how it rounds out the shape of our lives and sort of that idea of, of bittersweetness, both both good and bad, both heartwarming and perhaps sad uh, at the very same time. So, you know, as I say it out loud, maybe no, it doesn't sound like a great summer read, but I have been itching to read this for a while. So we're going to take some time and read Bittersweet in July. If you are interested, be sure to listen to the podcast. I will be including a link to the Facebook group in the show notes coming up in an upcoming episode, probably in the next couple. So today, as we get started, my question for you is, are you breathing? Are you breathing right now? And you may wonder why on earth I'm asking you that, because of course you are. Because if you're listening to a podcast, you might be in bed, commuting, doing your dishes, doing some other errand around your apartment. By definition, you probably aren't focused and concentrating. So probably you are breathing. Something that I noticed and then chased a rabbit trail on because of course, right, was that I was sitting around not breathing. Like I was just randomly holding my breath for little bits of time, really not even aware that I was doing so. And so when I started looking this up online, I discovered that there's something called email apnea or screen apnea, much like sleep apnea, where people stop breathing during the night when they're sleeping. But this is actually associated primarily with people who are working, focused and concentrating, and they just sort of pause their breath. Just a little pause. And I noticed that I was doing it. And I actually noticed that I was doing it not only when I was working or when I was emailing or even texting. Apparently it's pretty common when you're texting to stop breathing. <laughs> But I realized I was kind of doing it all the time. You know, anything that was sort of a between or when I was doing something to get ready for something else. Last night I was toweling off, getting out of the shower and realized I was like waiting to take my next breath until I was fully outside the shower. What on earth? But it becomes a habit. Well, why is this even worth acknowledging or even, you know, to be considered something that, that we would do a podcast about? Part of the premise of this podcast is that we want to find ways to alleviate and reduce our burnout so that we are able to set ourselves up for what we want for the second half of our lives. And it turns out not breathing is putting us, generally speaking, into a state of fight or flight unnecessarily. And as we've talked about on previous episodes, that continual elevation into fight or flight that gets you kind of up and revved up into your sympathetic nervous system and then just staying there. It's what contributes to that state of overwhelm. That's what contributes to burnout. So if we can dial the dial back on that just by adjusting something like this that has become a habit, oh yeah, I'm all in on that. So let me paint the visual for you. So my husband and I were watching a television show a few weeks ago. I can't remember what it was, but there was a woman crouched in the closet. There was a burglar in her home. She was crouched in the closet on the phone with 911. Oh, night watch or something. And she couldn't, she, was, she wasn't breathing while she was waiting for him to get out of the home. That's essentially what we're doing when we stop breathing while we're emailing or while we're focused working. It's, she was essentially 
as if she were prey. She was under threat. And so her body was constricted and tight and she controlled her breath so that she wouldn't be found for her safety. And now we're doing the same as modern day humans while we are working safely at our desks. If you think about how we used to talk about, you know, sitting is the new smoking. What if you are sitting and choosing to not breathe? Not something I want to do, right? So what are some possible ways to draw attention to this and, and tweak it for my good, for me, right? So the first thing that I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to start noticing. So I'm now paying attention to when I find that I have stopped breathing. What are the kind of activities that I find that I notice? And like I told you, for me, it's sort of the in-betweens. It's the, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. You know, maybe the elevator is going up so I don't breathe on the elevator. Well, I can actually be very intentional because I take an elevator at least twice a day. Very intentional about using that to probably get several deep breaths in. That's only going to make me feel better. So again, I'm going to bring awareness to it. And when I looked online for possible strategies, one of the things that they recommended was taking the time when you find that you haven't been breathing to then take a break and consciously breathe 20 to 30 breaths. I know from my own habits around taking breaks and from talking to you all that stopping to take a break is pretty hard. I don't know how reliably I will stop to take 20 to 30 breaths consciously. Although I think it's a great idea and I'm certainly going to add it to my list of things I should do, right? But I can certainly take one conscious breath. And that's what I read actually in Peter Levine and Maggie Phillips' book, Freedom from Pain. Just start with one conscious breath, one conscious inhalation and exhalation. And as you do this, I would urge you to sort of feel in your body to trace the breath all the way into your body and then back out as it exits. Maybe you do that a couple more times consciously and maybe you don't. But it's another way of just simply bringing your mind to that often unconscious action of breathing. Something else that I want to share with you that I read about, and this was from Dr. Belissa Vranek, is the idea of rock and roll breathing. And so I will describe this verbally. Those of you that are on the video can probably see a little bit of what I'm doing, but essentially what she urged people to practice was that deep belly breathing that so many of us probably who are breathing very shallowly anyway, because of the posture that we use at our desks and then we stop breathing. So we want us to train ourselves to do more of the deep belly breathing. And so she suggests visualizing sort of breathing from that bend in your hips. So if you're sitting up straight and you bend forward, just, you know, your back is still straight, you're tilted forward a little bit, and then take an inhale from the crease of your hips and then curve forward, let your back relax and your shoulders relax as you exhale. And then inhale straight up again, again, leaning forward into that hip crease and then exhale, curving back down, relaxing your back. 
And so this would be something that you would do if you had a few moments and wanted to, to get some practice in with that deep belly breathing. You know, you may also do some breathwork classes, or if you go to yoga, this may be something that you want to draw attention to. It's interesting to me because I've practiced yoga off and on for years. And I'm curious now because I haven't been going to yoga as regularly since my studio closed, maybe, maybe two years ago now. I wonder if I was doing this, not breathing as actively as when I was practicing Bikram yoga of which breathing is such a significant part, but I don't know. I'm curious. I don't know. Um, but yoga also, you know, again, is something that you can do to bring more mindfulness to your breathing. So why does this matter again? I mean, other than the fact that it puts us in fight or flight, sort of that sympathetic nervous system state that contributes to our overwhelm. It also makes us feel tired. We get an imbalance of carbon dioxide and oxygen in our brains, and we can start to feel a little foggy. So we're again, not concentrating and focusing in the way that we want to. So we've gotten ourselves when we're in like focus and concentration, not breathing. And then we impair our ability to concentrate by not breathing. It also increases our overall feelings of anxiety and depression. None of us need more of that, right? So I think this is also illustrative of something that we've talked about on the show before, which is just simply the idea of taking breaks. Because if we are getting ourselves to such a place where we are focused on a task that we stop breathing, how much more do we really need to be sure that on some kind of regular basis, we are standing up, we are stepping away from our screens, and if possible, we are getting outside. And again, it doesn't have to be for a long time. Just two minutes can make a tremendous difference. But this really, again, this whole concept drove home to me, the importance of taking these small breaks. Because I will tell you, despite the fact that I've now talked about this on multiple podcasts, I continue to take those small sort of micro breaks during the day. I really want to just sort of work solid and then be done in the evening and then that's it. But all of those little kind of incremental breaks during the day that I know I should be taking that would actually allow me to feel better in the evening so I don't crash, I'm still so hesitant to do so. But this is yet another reason why that's incredibly effective and important. All right, so this has been a little bit of a different kind of episode, but I did think it was important because I know if I'm doing this, likely many of you listeners are doing the same as well. So I will be curious to hear what you think about it. So thank you for joining me for another episode of Not Your Mama's Midlife Podcast. And I do hope you'll join me back here next week for another episode. You can catch us on YouTube or on your favorite podcast player. And if you're enjoying the show, do me a favor and find an episode that a friend or colleague would like and send them that specific episode. And maybe if you're really enjoying the show, you'll write us a review on Apple Podcasts. This does wonders for helping the show show up when people are searching for episodes or just volunteering it to them when they've been listening to other kind of personal development podcasts. So I really appreciate it. It'll help others to find the show. I have enjoyed chatting with you this week and sharing with you these insights about how important it is that we breathe. I hope you'll join me back here next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.